Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 4, Episode 46. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. Today's episode is all about my journey to Manchester at the beginning of October 2017 when I went to the Music and Drama Education Expo. It was a great event and a big thanks to Alex Stevens and Sarah Camby who very kindly said I could come along and interview some of the people there and, and, and give you an idea of the sorts of things which were available. There were some fantastic CPD hands-on events as well as a great selection of exhibitors and, and lots of people from music hubs and specialist music teachers as, as well as classroom teachers as well. Um, the day really started with a well with a swing really um it was um karen gibson who started us off with a gospel warm-up and it just got everyone in the mood for a really exciting and and fun packed event as well as the great information that everyone had so you'll hear me chatting to some of the exhibitors and people that were there um don't worry if you don't catch all their information if you go to educationonfire.com search for episode 46 on the show notes, we'll have details of all their websites, all their contact details, all the sorts of things that you can do, as well as a, a direct link to the Music and Drama Education Expo website as well, where you can get all sorts of resources and things that are available. So if you really like what you hear, next year they've got two events already planned, the 22nd and 23rd of February um, in London, Olympia. Um, that's 2018. So you can already book those. They're, f- they're free tickets. Just go online and you, and you can get hold of those. And the Manchester one with so many people that were um, excited about being there was, was so popular that they're booking next year in October 2018 in Old Trafford. So there's going to be a real chance to really expand and get even more people <laughs> jumping around and really enjoying and getting the, the, f- the full feeling of what it's like to be involved in music and drama in this country, which is absolutely brilliant. So I hope you really enjoy listening to this episode. As I said, any details that you need, go to educationonfire.com and search for episode 46 where the show notes will have all the information you need. Thanks for listening. So I'm now with Stuart Burns, who's Head of Programmes and Operations for Orchestras for All. Thanks very much for joining me. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what Orchestras for All is and how schools can get involved? So Orchestras for All aims to unlock access to the life-changing experience of making music together. And we do that through three programs. So we run the National Orchestra for All, which is the world's only national non-auditioned youth orchestra. Uh, Young people are nominated every year to take part by their music teachers for showing dedication and commitment to music in the face of challenging circumstances. And they take part in a year-long season of residential courses. Uh, We run the Modulo program. Uh, This is a program to kickstart ensemble music making in schools and communities. Uh, We provide resources for music teachers in schools where there might not be that much ensemble music um, uh, taking place. Um, And the groups come together for regional and national meetup days to give young people the opportunity to play in ensembles together. And our third program is Conductors for Change. Uh, It's a training program to give music teachers, Perry staff, uh, hub staff, the chance to um, develop uh, ensemble leadership skills to be able to set up and run effective, uh, accessible ensemble music making opportunities. Fantastic. So tell me a little bit more about the actual resources that are available and and how that supports the teachers. Sure. So um, for the Modulo program, uh, once teachers sign up, uh, they get access to our online virtual learning environment, which has uh, four years worth of our 
bespoke arrangements. So we work with a team of in-house arrangers to create fully accessible um, arrangements of, of classical music um, and music from lots of different different genres. Um, and as part of the Conductors for Change program, uh, we're going to be running some online uh, modules uh, that um, prospective conductors can uh, can take part in to learn lots of different skills around um, setting up and running accessible ensemble music making opportunities. Great. And, and in terms of standards and ability, yeah. does it range from beginner ensembles literally sort of up to grade one and beyond or, or is there a standard that you need to enter at? Absolutely no standard required. So um, we work, uh, all of our arrangements work for um, musicians from pre-grade pre one up to post-grade eight. Um, and because we work with in-house arrangers, teachers can come to us uh, and say, oh, I've got these young people in my school who have these specific support needs or specific kind of um, access requirements and we can create bespoke parts for them. Fantastic. And that's the that's the thing that you need as a teacher, but you never quite know where to go to. So it sounds like you're really sort of ticking all those boxes in Precisely. terms of really helping that out. Um, so in terms of cost and what, what the school would need to invest in order to do that, what, what what's the range of prices for that? So for the Modulo programme, to take part for a year uh, costs £250 per school, and that covers access to all of the resources, both past and, and present, and um, access to the regional and national Modulo meets. Um, but obviously we are very conscious that not all schools have uh, a great deal of money, so there are definitely kind of financial bursaries available for, for schools who, who would benefit from this the most. Um, yeah. Great. And, and what sort of venues do you do your sort of regional and, and national meets? What sort of experience do the children get when they get to perform? So performance is an Im incredibly important part of, the, of all of the, the work that we do, uh, and we try as much as we can to um, create uh, quite impactful and inspiring performance opportunities. Previous performances have taken place here in Manchester at the Bridgewater Hall, uh, at the South Bank Centre in London, um, and we try to, to use um, sort of high-profile venues um, in local areas as much as possible. Yeah, so they really feel like we're going to really do something special and, 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 and get the excitement of all of that as well. And I, I quite like that opportunity we're used to performing in school, we're used to performing into our school hall, where do we go beyond that? And that sounds like you really sort of enable that to happen. Exactly, and some of the young people we work with may never have played in an orchestra before, or as you say, may have only played in their school assembly before. Yeah. So it gives them a chance to go outside of their school environment, see a different part of their city or a different part of the UK, and crucially to meet other like-minded young musicians who equally love to play in an ensemble together. Yeah, so. fantastic. And so I guess also it doesn't really matter how big your ensemble is in your school because when you're then doing it as a, as a massed um, ensemble, either regionally or nationally, you can just come together and then you fit the whole thing together as a large orchestra. Precisely. For the Modulo program, generally Modulos are between four and eight players. Uh, we have some schools that have ensembles of 20 or so, but it just means that really any size of group can come and take part in this in this program. Um, Brilliant. It's very flexible. Fab. Well, thanks so much for chatting to me. It sounds like a really, really exciting project and uh, wish you well with it. And um, all the links and everything will be on the, on the educationonfire.com website so they can find you and, and click through and hopefully get lots of people signing up. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Led by Snape Mortings and born out of the Benjamin Britten centenary, Friday Afternoons is about encouraging young people to sing their newly commissioned songs and support material aimed at helping teachers develop their students' skills as performers, listeners and composers. 
All resources are available free on their website. And I'm chatting to Emily Barden, who's the project manager of Friday Afternoons. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. So can you give us a little bit of background about what Friday Afternoons is and, and, and what the project's all about? So Friday Afternoons was born out of Benjamin Britten writing a set of songs for his brother's school children to sing. Um, He would have been 100 in 2013, and so to celebrate that centenary, all of those Friday Afternoons set of songs were made available for free on a website, fridayafternoonsmusic.co.uk. It was only supposed to go that far, it was supposed to be a one-year project, but it was so successful, and so many of the children across the country, and in fact all over the world, ended up singing the songs. Uh, We thought it was too good a project to leave there, so every year since have commissioned new composers to be inspired by the Britain set of songs and write new Friday Afternoons songs, all of which you can now download from our website and it's a freely available resource. That's amazing and so the the songs that have been um, created by new composers how do you come across the composers you want to use do they apply or or the people that you know about already um we try and do a mix of established names and also um, encourage emerging up and coming composition talent so we in 2014 got 12 different composers to take a traditional folk song and rearrange it again sort of a la britain so with really complex and interesting piano parts but with singable melodies on the top um, and from there we sort of talent spotted a few different people and asked more people to do some stuff so we got a fantastic set in 2015 from Nico Mooley which are a beautiful set of songs uh, then we got Jonathan Dove who's a very well-known name yeah. to do 2016 set of songs which have just been a fantastic success they've been sung all over the place uh, really really singable songs and then for 2017 we've had Luke Styles and Alan McKendrick working together they've been working on an opera project um, He's Alan's a librettist and Luke is a composer and they've written a really exciting set of songs and it feels a bit more operatic. It feels like it's really thematic. So it's looking at the adult world through a child's eyes. So these songs are nonsensical and whimsical and interesting and I think a really great point for creative work to be started. Yeah, and it just sounds like this whole organisation, it just gives teachers a new set of resources they haven't come across before. And as we were saying, the fact that they're free means that you know it's something that's not going to come out of a school budget and also they're fantastic as well so you have you have a combination of all of those elements absolutely um, and also the fact that they are free and online means that if you want to link with other schools it's really easy for you to just say okay well let's do x y and z songs everybody learns them in their own environment and then comes together at a central point to perform another thing that we absolutely encourage is creative responses so it might be that you take one of the existing songs and think okay well what would i do with the same theme or what would i do if i took this set of lyric how could we make this a different song or what would happen if you tried to do an R&B version of this song how might that work and then again to get together with other people and share those responses and make some really interesting projects so it really is the epitome of creativity isn't it you you have the resources that you can just start with but from there you can really go in any direction that you really want to absolutely and on the website there is a showcase section where you can if you're looking for a bit of inspiration you don't quite know what you want to do on showcase lots of other people have uploaded what they've done so you can get a little bit of an idea of things that you can do so there's a fantastic sort of hip-hop Abram Brown on there and all sorts of other versions of songs that people have uploaded. Fantastic and you would show me through your website as well there's also a section where you can actually pinpoint where you're doing your your um, work in your school on on a map so that you can actually see uh, the selection of schools that are involved and, and it really is sort of a true sort of community event. Absolutely our tagline is join our world of song and it really does do that if you look at the map you can see that there's activity going on across the globe all using Friday afternoons it's also nice 
interest to know which schools in your area might already be involved yes. in this project because you could perhaps link up with them and get some inspiration from them. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for chatting to me. And so the best place to go is fridayafternoonsmusic.co.uk um, or you can also follow on Twitter, which is at FridaysPMS. Absolutely. And we would welcome new visitors all the time. Fantastic. Lovely. Thanks very much. Thank you. So I'm now here talking to Tom, who's from Tom and Wheel Distribution, and he's got a whole selection here of plastic woodwind instruments. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what they are and, um, and how they work and how they, w how they fit into schools? Okay, thank you. So the Nouveau plastic woodwind instrument range uh, ranges in price from 24.99 up to 165. We cover the basics for flute style instruments and clarinet style instruments. Uh, we have a range of products available and lots of fun colors to attract kids. Uh, we are also completely waterproof and very durable, so where other instruments might break, ours will bounce first. Yeah, so it's really good. The, the durability is important, isn't it, when you're in school? Yes, yeah, we find so, especially at our price points as well. Uh, comparable instruments from traditional materials would just be bent beyond belief. And, and you were just mentioning before that they're all in um, concert pitch, so in terms of putting an ensemble together, that's a really good starting point for everybody yes yeah absolutely that's right everything we make is in concert pitch so it's dead easy to integrate with classroom music making violins flutes recorders ukulele everything fantastic so if people want to find out a little bit more about it where's the best place for them to go and check it out okay well they can see the entire range of instruments on the uk website clarineo.co.uk and also the manufacturer's website nouveauinstrumental.com and we have a further resource website the nouveau windstars website. Fantastic and we'll have all those links on the show page so that you can just click, go to educationonfire.com and, and click through the links there. Super, thank you. My pleasure, thank you. Hello, I'm in Manchester with Joe May and we're at the Music and Drama Expo um, and Joe's doing a workshop today on spoons and Joe is somebody that I've known for many years back from our college days of playing the drums and percussion. Um, so welcome to the podcast, Joe. Hello. Um, so first of all, tell us a little bit about how you became to be someone actually doing a, a workshop at this event. Um, well, I, I'm a percussionist, obviously, and um, I got into playing the spoons uh, a few years ago. And I do quite a lot of spoons workshops in schools and for various festivals and events. Um, and I saw that this event was happening and put in an application and I got accepted. I, I did actually do a session at the London uh, Music and Drama Education Expo uh, last year, I think it was. So, yeah, I have done one of the a similar event. Fantastic. And you can hear in the background, there seems to be someone practicing an organ or a keyboard or something which hasn't has only literally just started so uh, <laughs> if you could hear all the background noise that's what it is we're actually at the expo here in the hilton in manchester so there's lots of people around and, and lots of people demonstrating things so um yes you can be part of the whole atmosphere here as we actually do it so joe and i are going to chat a little bit about the kind of workshops that she does and then she's going to give me a demonstration of how to play the spoons and hopefully there'll be enough information in there after i've try to do them myself for you to have a go at home maybe or even with some people in your school so uh, let's um, first talk about when you go into schools um, do you do it for a whole class do you do it for a small group what's what's the kind of setup um, generally I'd see a class at a time um, but I have worked with small groups um, and I have worked with larger groups I have seen sort of a hundred or so children at once as well very occasionally but generally I'll go and see a class at a time um, 
very often we start the day with a bit of a, an introduction demonstration for in an assembly, really, to, just for everybody, just to give them an idea of what they're going to be doing. And then I'll see the classes throughout the day. Great. And, um, and I would imagine that they absolutely love it. What, what's sort of the reaction when they realize this is what they're going to be doing? Quite Well, a mix of reactions, actually. Sometimes shock. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Usually lots of smiling faces, though, which is great. Yeah, really good. And do you find that some, some kids have sort of more, got more dexterity than others and pick it up faster than others? Or is it something that everyone can really have a go at? Definitely everyone can have a go. Um, but yes, I mean, people people do find you know some people find it really easy some people find it tricky so it is a mixture but i think i think whatever you know where wherever your ability level is everyone can have a go and you know generally everyone has a lot of fun with it as well so yes fantastic um and who's a, who would you actually take your workshops to you go around uh, all the way around the uk or is there specific areas that you generally target i suppose I'm targeting more um, the Midlands where I live now, but I mean, I go anywhere really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how long typically would your workshop last for? Is it sort of an, uh, an hour, that, that sort of length, or, or do you have a different kind of setup? Um, it really varies uh, depending on what the school wants. Um, quite often the school will want me to see as many classes as possible just to give everyone a little sure. taster really. So sometimes it'll only be 30 minute sessions. Um, sometimes it'll be an hour or so, which is great. And, um, and the flexibility so. is great for the school, isn't it? Because then you can fit into their timetable and yes, absolutely. You know, around yeah. breaks I mean, and I could, lunches and all that. Yes, sort of thing. It's, it's not a set length. I can, you know, can tailor it to what people want really. Yeah. So, so yeah. tell us a little bit about the spoons themselves. What do they have to be metal? Can they be wood? <laughs> I mean, what what do they have to be made of? Can you just literally go to your um, cutlery drawer and take out a spoon and have a go? Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually got a suitcase of spoons that I carry around to schools. Um, I've got lots of metal ones, which are generally just the kind of spoons that you'd find in your cutlery drawer. Um, they do vary. Um, the more curvy spo- spoons don't work so well because um, when you're holding the spoons, there needs to be a gap between them so you can actually get a sound when you play. Yeah. Um, so if you've got the curvier spoons, sometimes it's harder to get that gap. Um, and, oh, and again, different size spoons, it'll vary. Yeah. To be honest, it's, it's a question of trying them out a lot yeah. of the time. Um, but sometimes the, the straighter spoons work better. But if you've got a deeper bowl, you get a better sound. So it's that, it's that compromise between the sort yeah. of sound you might want yeah. as opposed to what actually physically works with your hands and, and what you yes. can actually yes. do. And I guess so for primary schools, you need slightly smaller spoons. And, and, or to be honest, sometimes the smaller spoons are harder, okay. harder to hold um, because some of the other spoons, I, I mean, I've got... I've got a bag of teaspoons i've got some small wooden spoons from an indian cookery shop and actually people don't tend to use those so much because they're yeah they're a bit trickier to hold on to i think sometimes slightly bigger ones are easier to hold um but i've also got some i've got some wooden ones that are made specially for playing which have got grooves in so when you put them back to back and hold on to them they've actually got like a little finger hole so they're they're good fantastic um and i've got some plastic measuring spoons that I tried out in the back of a kitchen shop, which worked <laughs> quite well. Um, and also, uh, you can get some joined-up spoons, which are great for, for the younger children. So I've got wooden ones and metal ones of those. So do you literally find yourself hunting as you go around the high street just on a Saturday afternoon, just yeah. sort of keeping your eyes out yeah. for your, your next always, set that you think always. is going to work? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. 
Oh, I could just about that's fantastic. I could just yeah. about picture you doing that. <laughs> Everyone else is looking for the next top for the evening, well, and exactly, you've got your yeah. eye on the kitchen shop. Antique shops are pretty good, actually. Yeah, my favourite spoons came from a, an antique shop. Fantastic, so and, they're, and they're sat here on the table here, and, and Joe's going to give me a lesson. Yeah. Um. So we're going to see how that works, and she's going to take me through the the basic ideas of how to hold it and make some different sounds, and um, and hopefully if you um. If you're enjoying it, you can actually, it'll be step by step. So you can try it at home <laughs> as well and, and, and see if you can do it. Do it a l- probably after, I guess, after you've listened to this. But um, hopefully there'll be a few steps. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll put those steps on the educationonfire.com show page with the podcast as well. So if we just keep it down to a few simple steps, yep. maybe people can then see it and, and, and work their way through and yep. see if they can get of a course. sound. Um, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little... Um, facebook live video i think of joe of joe demonstrating it as well so you'll also be able to see those those different steps i think that's probably a really good idea and then you can have a go yourself and, and see how you get on so we're going to have a go at playing the spoons and joe's going to give me some step-by-step lessons of what to do so <laughs> off you go then joe what do i need to do to start okay with? so we've both got two spoons in our hand um best to hold them in the strongest hand um and they go back to back and then you're going to put your first finger in between the spoons, the thumb on the top, and three fingers underneath. So the spoons become a bit like an extension of your arm, really. Yeah. For anyone who's listening and can't see what we're doing, <laughs> <laughs> your spoons are coming out the end of your hand, end of your arm. Exactly. In fact, I'm going to literally take a phone call, uh, take a picture of that now, so we can actually see what that is. Brilliant. So we've taken a picture of that, so you can actually go and look at it online and see how it is as well. <laughs> but basically, there's a there's a there's a gap between the, the two ends of the spoon, so that when you hit them together, they will then make a noise, and they're being held on the shaft of the shaft of the spoon. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite a tight grip; otherwise, the spoons will come apart. So then, the first thing we need to do is just to make sure that if you tap your hand or your leg, you're actually getting a sound. So try that. Okay, that sounds good, that sounds good. Right. Might need to hold a little bit tighter at the back. Yep. Um, just to avoid the clicking, but that sounds really good. There we go, right. success to begin with. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing we're going to do is we're going to hold the spoons over our legs and then put our other hand over the top so that we can play the spoons between our leg and our hand. So that the top hand's going to stay still and the spoons are literally just going to move up and down. sounding good so a rhythm that I use quite a lot um, you have got your hands in the same position and you're just missing out one of those beats that we were playing just now so we're going leg leg hand leg leg hand leg leg hand leg leg hand leg leg if you want to you can move from one leg to the other And then after a little bit of practice, you can speed it up. And it's actually quite a nice rhythm that fits to a lot of, a lot of different styles of yeah. music, really, that kind of thing. Um, should we try some rolls? Yeah, that's how we go Okay, so the, I call them rolls. They sound a little bit like drum rolls. So what we're going to do with our other hand, we're going to spread the fingers out. The fingers are really 
quite straight and apart and then you're going to hold that hand over your leg not touching your leg just above your leg and your fingers are quite stiff and it's, you've made a bit of a funny shaped ladder with your fingers really over your leg and then you hold the spoons at the top of your fingers and just run them down and land on your leg at the bottom So the stiffer you can get your fingers, the better this tends to work. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is to not push too hard. If, again, if you push too hard, the, the spoons get stuck and it doesn't work. So very gentle. You can also go from your thumb if you want to, do a bit of a semicircle. Or you can run down the backs of your fingers if you want. That's just starting to show off. <laughs> just hurts a bit more. It's a great sound. It, it is, really is yeah, it's sound. really nice. Shall I show you the wooden ones as well? Yeah, let's, let's hear the and difference can, between the metal and the wooden ones. You can hear ones. the wooden ones. That's a great that's, different sound, yeah, it really is. Yeah. So what we could do is we could put together the two things that we've done so far, the okay. roll and then the plane between your yeah. hand and your leg. Yeah. So if we do the little roll onto your leg to start with, as you get to the end of that, you turn your hand over, ready to, you can play against it. So we're going to go roll, leg, hand, leg, leg, 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 roll, leg, hand, leg, roll, that's it. Brilliant. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Well, there you are. There's the first lesson of how to play the spoons while we're actually at the expert. <laughs> so having um, mastered that in some form or another, thanks very much for showing me those, <laughs> for those bits. Joe's now just going to give us a little bit of a demonstration of what is possible with, um, with much more practice. Anyway, take it away then, Joe. Okay. Brilliant, that's absolutely fantastic. That's so, so many notes in there, it's amazing how, that's, how that comes off. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. So if you've been inspired by all of this and you'd like to have a Spoons <laughs> workshop um, in your school, um, so Joe, t um, tell us, what's the best way of people getting in contact with you? How can they find out more about it for themselves? Um, probably best through my website actually, uh, which is www.joemaypercussion.com dot co dot uk fabulous so joe may percussion dot co dot uk and joe may is just j-o-m-a-y fantastic so, yeah. and and what sort of stuff have you got on there have you got details of the workshops and pricing and all of that sort of thing as well yep there's details of the workshops um pricing if you just get in touch because uh, sometimes i work with a fiddle player sometimes i work by myself and different lengths so just okay. get in touch um about that make it fit I, for each school yeah yeah and uh I bring lots of spoons. I've got a suitcase full of spoons that I bring to each school, so you don't even need to provide them. Fantastic. <laughs> so so you, you haven't got to send a letter home from school saying, please bring in the dessert spoon or no, please bring in the breakfast spoon. But to you're welcome it. to if you want to do that. That's, that's if great. A if a child has a favourite spoon <laughs> they'd like to try and do, they can yep, actually do yep. that as well. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much for chatting to me today. Thank you. I really look forward to your workshop this afternoon. Great. I'm and, looking forward um, to it too. Should yeah, be fun. See, see if we get, I might get a little bit of Facebook Live on there to be able to just, just see yeah, exactly really what it is that's going on. Fab. Really good. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Thank you. So I'm now here with Stephen Huckle, who's the director of UniStage, and I know lots of people 
have in their school hall. They've got staging they need. Um, and Unistage is, can be a bespoke stage um, organization that can actually give you exactly what you want. And you can build it up from just literally one small part of staging. And he said almost to a football stadium. So, um, so it can be anything that you need. So I thought it'd be a really interesting thing for you to listen to exactly how you can get exactly what you need for your hall rather than just actually having to make do with maybe what you've got or if you're looking to replace it with some new things this might be a really good um a good place to start so welcome thanks very much for being on the podcast yes great to, to visit us here at the uh, music and drama show in manchester fabulous so can you give us a little bit of history about the company and how long you've been going yes the company was formed in 1999 um it was an idea that i had um for a um multifunctional um staging the reason why we call it unistage because it's so universal it can be used as staging can be used as uh, staging podia it can be used as display units uh, for the craft fairs for the children it can be used as gold silver and bronze first second and third um, or gold silver and bronze as a safer sports day so it's a great podium um, and um, great for ceremony giving for you know the winners of the competitions because you've got three different heights predominantly three different nights, which is 180 millimeter, then to 360 and to 540. And if you arrange them in the right way, then you will get the gold, silver, bronze, Absolutely. which is yeah. a great podium. Fantastic. And y- you were saying that you've, um, you have people contacting you who literally just have to extend the stage that they have already maybe, or they have a certain space they need to fit into. So is it just a question of contacting you and you can then design exactly what they need? That's right, yes. We've got a standard range of products, which is in our catalogue and in, uh, on our website. So you can choose to use any uh, array of um, sizes you want. We have got standard sizes, a set 12, a set 24, a set 18, 15, up to set 60. Um, even, you know, you can go as, as high as you want. As you say, you mentioned a football field. Yeah. So we can stadia anything that you want. But we're predominantly, because we manufacture the product, we also get a lot of um, um, requirements for staging for churches also and for um, village halls where they've got a certain size a certain wall to wall and we've got so, so many different arrangements and frame sizes that we can um, either arrange something that will sit there or we'll bespoke it for them to go around a particular dais with a church or a podium etc so again that's the beauty of our product it's universal and we can fit it wherever you want fantastic and where's the best place for them to come and look at your website i see down there it's um unistage.co.uk yes www.unistage.co.uk yes fantastic many thanks for chatting to me no problem thank you I'm now joined by Matt Crossy, director of the School Musicals Company Limited. Very nice to meet you. And you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Can you give us a little bit of a, an idea of what the um, what your company is about and what it is that you're offering here? Yep, we're uh, a very new company. So we launched in January of this year uh, with a mission to develop really engaging musicals for uh, predominantly upper key stage two, lower key stage three, um, and also for youth theatre and drama groups. So taking great stories with engaging characters, lots of, um, lots of great parts, and up to date with it songs um, that kids are actually really going to enjoy performing, and teachers will enjoy teaching. And that's the most important thing, isn't it? Having fun is really having good. fun. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so, what sort of stories and what sort of musicals do you cover? Um, well, so far we have released six musicals. Uh, we started our first one was called. Paws and Claws, which is actually 
really a version of Romeo and Juliet, okay. but with a group of cats and a group of dogs. And uh, one of the cats falls for the dog. Um, and uh, that was really popular. Then we uh, worked with uh, Great Ormond Street, who owned the rights for uh, Peter Pan to do a version of Peter Pan, going back to the original version, right. so not the Disney-fied yep. thing. Um, and that's Pantastic, which has been our most successful uh, most successful musical. It's been, uh, it's been performed all over the country and just seems to be um, gathering legs. It's, uh, we, we just keep hearing of shows all the time. Um, then we also we did Dr. Doolittle and the, the Monkey Mayhem, so going looking at one of Hugh Lofting's original stories for Dr. Doolittle. Uh, I would just say that's a romp, brilliant for boys. Lots of our musicals have raps in them to engage boys. Um, and then we started on Christmas. Actually, we started on Christmas just after launching the company. Right. So, uh, and we have one nativity for early years written by a very well-known writer called Nikki Davis, um, who's joined us as a writer. Follow the Star, which is a lovely, lovely piece for four to sevens. And then Tom and myself have written a Christmas musical called The, uh, the Amazing Advent Calendar, which is about a slightly disgruntled boy who isn't given a chocolate advent calendar. He's given an old-fashioned paper one right, yes. by his grandparents. But in the middle of the night, he hears a noise and goes over to it, and he's whisked back 2,000 years and, has, and, and witnesses the, the story around um, the birth of Jesus, but in a non-preachy, more of a historical, fun way. Yeah, fantastic. And we're working on new things all the time. So later on this month... We have our Egyptian-themed musical coming out okay. called Who's Your Mummy, which is about a mysterious mummy that turns up in the British Museum. Nobody knows who, it, who she is. And um, two children accidentally bring her back to life by taking a selfie, and the flash brings the mummy back right. to life. Yep. The mummy follows, yep. follows the kids. To, it's a real kind of fun romp. The songs are great, um, and people are going to love it. That's really good. And I can see here you've, you've also got the music and, and the story and everything, but you've also got CDs as well. So. Absolutely. So if you don't have a musician, that should not be a barrier. Um, our CDs come with vocal versions and with really amazingly well-recorded backing tracks. We've invited all sorts of interesting players to perform on our CDs. The chap that does um, X Factor Judges Houses has played guitar on Who's Your Mummy. It, it just adds another dimension. Yeah. And we're trying to make things sound... Well, kids are really sophisticated. Their tastes are sophisticated, and we're trying to cater for them. They want to hear things that sound great. Fantastic. Sounds really exciting, and I wish you the very best with it. Thank you very much. Lovely. Thanks for chatting to me. So thanks for listening and I hope you got some great content and some inspiring things to do in your school. Thank you to everybody who was on this podcast and shared um, the fantastic work that they're doing. Um, and I look forward to maybe meeting you in 2018 at the events in London and Manchester. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.